Welcome to another edition of Ravens at the Crossroads. I'm Mistress Prime. I'm Tyler Matthews. And today we're talking with Scorpia. And you um, actually are located in what region? I am located in the Delmarva area, which is Delaware, Maryland, Virginia area. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, I think one of our further interviews, and uh, you came out to marry me in Grand Council this year. Yes. And I believe this is your first. It is. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. First as well. Great. Nice to meet you. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, probably the first thing I should say is that I am a priestess. Um, I've been working in the craft to some degree for the past 20 some odd years. Um... And I kind of got started, you know, um, like a lot of, I think, teenagers do in the 80s and 90s with Ouija boards and tarot cards. Um, But I also saw an apparition when I was very young. And and I had some other supernatural experiences that I didn't, didn't quite understand at the time. And I wanted to understand them. And... That's what put me on the path. Well, that sounds kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have a similar story? Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I, I saw an apparition and scared the living bejesus out of me. Yes. It. Yes. Um, in my particular instance, it was my great-grandmother who had just passed. And I was heading up the stairs to bed. And I mean, towards the end, she lived with us and we were taking care of her and right after she died um her bedroom was at the top of the stairs i saw her full apparition um, like a billowy ephemeral smoke um but i could see her face clearly Um, there was no color just white Um, but somehow i was able to see her face and she had her arms spread out and it seemed as if she was slowly drifting down the stairs. And I shut my eyes because I just knew that I was imagining things. But when I opened my eyes, I noticed that not only was she still there, but she was a few steps closer. Yikes. Um, I did not know at the time whether it was my great-grandmother or not. So, I turned on the lights and I ran. Um, and how old were you when this happened? About 10. Okay. About 10. So, um, yeah, that was my initiation. <laughs> That's what got you started. Yes. And so, did you look for books or teacher or oh, play with friends that were also interested or all that stuff um like I said when we were younger we played with the and that was another reason why um you know I was kind of skeptical but um that it was actually her um because I was discouraged from using such divination tools of the quote-unquote devil but I had also watched Bewitched and I Dream a Genie and magic couldn't possibly be bad. Right. So I continued and I continued 
And finally, when I got old enough, I found a local bookstore, and it was called Bell Book and Candle. And I walked in that store, and I absolutely fell in love. The lady behind the counter was so super witchy. She was so nice. And she wanted to help me, and I was so overwhelmed. But I think at that point, I kind of felt like I knew I was on the right path. So, of course, you know, you do the thing where, you know, you're looking through all the books and you're feverishly searching for answers. Mm -hmm. um, and it took me a long time to realize that, at least for me, that search never ends. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, I think that's, uh, most witches will say that, you know, we're always learning. It's a constantly evolving, you're constantly evolving and your practice is constantly evolving. Absolutely. And so I'm a little curious, when you went into the bookstore, did you get that sense of, I've come home? Yes. Yeah, it, it, that's that's a common thing too. Like, I, I felt it, I think... Yvonne felt it at mm -hmm. some point when she first started on the path. Uh, it's a it's a heartening feeling when you get that. So. It really, really is. And it leaves such an impression on you for the rest of your life. And it's something that I feel like people need to carry with them so they can always remember. So currently, um, what is your position? And um, are you with a group? And... What can you tell us about that? I am. Um, I'm with a, I'm practicing currently with a coven um, on the East Coast. I am an elder priestess within the group. Um, I've been with them for approximately 13 years. Um, and I quite enjoy them. Um, they help me meet my husband um, nice. within a moon's turn of getting wrapped up in the May maypole for Beltane. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I had met him and um, it was a very fast relationship and um, it was right from the beginning nothing like I had ever experienced so I feel like I owe everything to my HP um, because he is my everything. And for those who may not know what HP means, it doesn't mean Harry Potter, it means High Priestess. <laughs> and for the record, I am not really a Harry Potter fan. I recognize that it's a fabulously written book and everyone loves it, um, but um, I, I need a little bit more grit. Yeah. Well, actually, let me clarify something. HP traditionally means high priest. Uh, HPS usually means high priestess. Yes, I'm go. sorry. I was being a little lazy there. But yes, my high we understood you meant your high priestess. <laughs> yes. So clarification upon the clarification. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so uh, being with this group, something, um, something drew you to come to Mary Meet. Yes. Okay. Could you... Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, where do I start? Um, that sounds like such a simple question. Part of the role of a second degree elder priestess in our tradition is to reach outside of the circle. Mm 
and make connections. Um, I had a deep yearning desire to make connections with other witches across the country because I feel like because we are like-minded we are the antibodies to the earth and that we must stick together and we must grow stronger so cog seemed like the place to go and when I did research on the website I found that in order to join um, that you needed to meet at least I think it's like one or two people but I said you know I'm gonna find the closest place because I think the Mary meet at the time was maybe in California or something it was a little bit out of my reach so I searched local people and the local group um, was uh, Hills and Rivers. Okay. Um, that was one of the local councils, yes. Correct, yes. And I had reached out to them, and I had planned to go to one of their open public Sabbaths. And it happened to be a flash flood in the mountains, and I was advised not to come. Okay. For my own safety. Sure. And I was very appreciative of that, but that didn't work out. And every time I tried to, tr to, to, to plan to meet someone, it seemed to fall apart. So I said, I'm going to try again. And I researched in this year. Um, I had a little bit extra on my taxes. Um, not everybody did. And I don't mean that I got extra. I mean that I because of my own finances, I had extra. Um, the way I juggle things. And so I was able to make it work. And um, I was very nervous that it wasn't going to happen. I kept, I kept th the months leading up. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a planner. I like to plan months and years ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know, when you do that, you never know what's going to happen at the last minute. Sure. And I was so convinced that something was going to happen at the last minute to keep me from coming. And at that point, I had made a commitment you know, um, buying the plane tickets and so on and so forth. So, you know, I was already involved in it. And so I was so psyched when we actually got on the plane. And I said, we're coming. It's real. Well, we're glad you made it. I'm, I'm so glad I'm here. It, it's, it's been an experience. It, it really has. So, you're both of you, you it's your first time to marry me your first time to meet members of the Covenant of the Goddess, finally. And how was your experience? I think it was great. I think it renewed my interest in the craft, just being here. The energy was absolutely amazing on a level that I've never experienced. Um, the people were so warm and inviting to me. Everyone has been. And I didn't quite realize that I was in the presence of such spiritual giants. I have a book that I have obtained and lost and bought again and because I love it so much and it's called Covencraft and it's by Amber Kay. And it wasn't until after 
the Leadership Institute that I realized that she had been writing the books that I had been carrying around for the past couple years. So that was pretty ground shaking for me to realize that, and not only just her, mm-hmm. you know, so many people that are movers and shakers mm-hmm. in the pig community. I, I just sat with Maka for a bit too. I did, and she <laughs> is absolutely amazing, and her stories are absolutely amazing, and I just, uh, I, I, I just really, really enjoyed talking to her. Yeah, awesome. I really did. Yeah, we had a Everybody. great time talking yeah. with her too. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you and I, well, three of us actually got to hang out the other night. We did. And uh, talked a little bit. And we found out that you uh, really enjoy uh, astro- uh, astrology. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, which word? Mm-hmm. So, um, what got you into astrology? Being a witch, you know, when you start out, I think a lot of times... Um, you want everything concrete. You want to be able to touch things. Um, you want your you want something logical, mm-hmm. and you want something that makes sense. Right. And astrology seemed very logical, very symmetrical to me. Mm. Something that could be studied. Something that. A knowledge that was obtainable and tangible. It, it it felt like a form of divination that was more tangible. I just I thought it was interesting because there are a lot of elements. Okay, this is really close to home, or these hit really close to home, and it's like, are these just generic? And then you meet other people that fall in line yes. with these other. I'm like, yes. Is the Zodiac uh, descriptions making us act that way, or so you start questioning some of that stuff. But as I've gotten along with it and learned more, it's been definitely eye opening to see some of the personality traits with people. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, my my um, partner is a Taurus. And completely and totally embodies a Taurus. Mm. Um, my ex was a Taurus. Completely, <laughs> totally embodied Taurus. Um, and I, I see that pattern so much with, with any other Zodiac signs. Um, but, um, yeah. It's, 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 I think it's where a lot of people start, mm-hmm. um, because we're used to, um, the, 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 the seventies pickup lines. Hey baby, what's your sign? Right. right. You know? <laughs> um, so it's just kind of something that's mainstream. Right, I was and it's, say, easy, it's, soci- it's socially acceptable it's, so you can easily get to it. That's absolutely a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've sure. got astrology.com, you've got yeah. all these astrology sites, and it's like, 
oh yeah, you know, astrology doesn't have anything to do with witchcraft, but realistically, once you get into it, the fundamental elements that are at play are the same elements, ultimately, that play into witchcraft. Correct, and it, it fits so well. Um, and it, it's, it's, it stands on its own. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and I think, going back to what I was saying before, to sum it up, I think that um, astrology is one of the more accessible mm-hmm. um, divination mediums, so to speak. Okay. Going back a little bit, when we sat down, I think we sat down, was it lunch or something like that, a couple of days ago? Yeah. Um, you had confided that an incident had occurred shortly either that early that morning or something where a woman had walked up to you and was like she needed to tell you something I can't remember what but she was very adamant about pointing out I think I know what you're talking about yeah um yeah I was asked um if I felt comfortable um being in so many words, one of the only um, women of color here at um, the the Mary meet, and I told her that I was fine. I was I was very comfortable, um, and she wanted to make sure that I understood that Cog had a very robust anti-racist statement. And she wanted to make it, she wanted to make that very clear to me. And I already knew um, when I walked in that it was a good vibe. And I already felt that, that people wanted me to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and, and I think that that's, that's what I expressed to her. That's pretty cool. And as um, as you've moved through the community at large, um, in in all the years that you've been an active member in the community, the pagan community specifically, how has your experience been as a woman of color? Has it? Would you say overall it's been more positive than unpleasant? Um, well, I think in in this day and age, um, people are very subtle um, with their notions and judgments and preconceptions because obviously we're becoming hopefully a more kinder and gentler and inclusive society and we want to make sure that we don't hurt and offend each other. Um, so no one has no one has ever i believe been what's the word um overtly racist correct yeah yeah that 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 that, that's a good way of putting it nobody has really been overtly racist um however i do um get the feeling that there is a strong preference for, I guess sometimes I get the idea that 
maybe not everybody, but a small minority of witches prefer their immigrants from Norway rather than shithole countries, you know. Um, but by far and large, I have not. And that was a joke, by the way. It was oh. supposed to be funny. Yeah, no, I, 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 I got it. <laughs> but um, by far and large, that has not been my experience. Nobody's been overtly racist, but some people I do notice have, have a preference not to be involved with um, witches of color um, for whatever reasons that they have. Maybe they are purists in their religion. Maybe they are, you know, um, whatever reason they might have. I don't know what it is, but... Um, You've been I, fortunate that your interaction has been minimal. Correct. That's a good way to put it. It's excellent. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. You uh, you were in Grand Council for a good chunk of the time, yeah? I guess maybe about an hour, hour and a half. Okay. Were you in there when they started discussing changes to membership and elements like that? <laughs> I was not. Um, not initially. I, um, I was in a workshop. Okay. And I was interested in, in just taking a few minutes and dropping in and just listening mm-hmm. you know, for five or ten minutes. When I walked out of the workshop, people were in the hallway. It was chaos. Okay, so that's actually a separate issue. I'm talking about the oh, changes. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. No, <laughs> I, 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 no, no, no. He's talking about the changes for applying for membership. Oh, Open well, yes. up the ability to uh, individual members... Uh, the qualifications for membership. Making it easier for uh, individuals who are part of COG that doesn't necessarily want to be part of COG or isn't ready to be a part of COG uh, to become a member themselves. Because when when we first met you, you said that you yourself were interested but that your coven was not yet interested, but I guess that's changed over the weekend. Well, my my high priestess um, I think and I'm, I'm I'm still you have to forgive me I'm still a little fuzzy on the uh, membership um, process I do understand um, that in council they talked about making it easier um, and quicker um, but it may or may not. I have not broached the topic with the coven. Mm. Only my high priestess. Okay. Oh, okay. So they very well may be oh. interested. I don't know that any of them know that COG exists. Oh. Gotcha. That's an interesting... Um, I didn't realize that they didn't even know that COG existed. Okay. Oh, I bet good money that they don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. Well... They did make it easier for individuals, so even if, again, if the coven isn't ready and you want to be a member, they've made it significantly easier, reducing some of the requirements, uh, and it actually opens it up for individuals like myself who aren't in a formal tradition. Uh, It makes it easier for people to join and be a part of the community that is COG. Right. Right. So definitely some positive elements. I just was wondering if you were in there when that got passed because I heard about it after the fact and I was like, 
That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't believe um, I was in there at that particular time, um, but I, I, I was made aware of that, and, and I was very happy to hear that. Awesome. Okay. And uh, just as a fun side note, do you have a uh, favorite song, ritual song, or chant? Yes, I do. Oh, which one is it? Or would you care to share? Where would you this? care to share? I guess <laughs> this is better. Um, earth my body. Okay. Water my blood. Air my breath. Fire my spirit. Okay, I am familiar with that one. I was just, I was curious because it's like, it wasn't a question we haven't asked anybody else yet, and it's like, I, I just curious out of this time. So, I, I, I hope you weren't asking me to sing. No. <laughs> Because then I would have been expected to sing it. <laughs> you absolutely would have. <laughs> I don't sing very well. I'm sure you're fine. Well, the problem is, is I'm usually the only guy, and it's like, how do I harmonize with this? Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to match that pitch sometimes. Well, they say everybody can sing if they just try. That's true. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. I come from a coven of singing witches. That's awesome. That's what we're known for, and yeah, we can... Anybody can sing if they just give it a chance. Yeah, well, I'll work, on, I'll work on that some more. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we got a long drive home. <laughs> oh, that's right. Never mind. Don't, never mind. <laughs> Well, thank you very much thank for uh, allowing us to interview you for this uh, podcast, and I'm so glad to have met you this weekend. I know. It's, it's been amazing. We are definitely staying in touch. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And you're coming out next year to California, right? I am going to try like Just say yes. Hell. Yes. Just say like I'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Sounds good. It was great meeting you. I hope to stay in contact with you as well. Uh, I think you followed my page on Facebook. I sure did. Yeah. Awesome. I was like, I'm pretty sure, sure you did. did. That could great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's brand new, so I'm keeping, I can count the six people that have liked my page. And I'm one of those six. You are one of those six. So I feel special to be one of the first ones. I'm not following it. You're not? Uh-oh. Shame like on you. you to rectify that. <laughs> Shame on you. I think I'm one of the first people to follow. Yeah, I know you are. I was yeah. giving you a hard time. Anyway, thank you once thank again. You. And thank you, our listeners, for joining us today. Uh, if you want to find us uh, on the internet, you can find us at ravensofthecrossroad.com. And that's where we post all of our interviews and other sessions that we have. Uh, there's a donation button if you like what we've been doing. You can uh, help make it easier for us to go out and get more uh, interviews with other witches and explore other options for things that we'd like to do. Uh, social media, uh, Mistress Prime can share some of those. We also have a Twitter page. Uh, you can find us at, at Ravens Crossroad, and we have a Facebook page, which is uh, Ravens at the Crossroads. Um, plus, you know, you can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Perfect. Thank you. Blessed be. Blessed be.